Hello and welcome to Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am one half of your host, Mark. I'm the other half of your host, Jamie. And we are a podcast about wrestling and why we drink coffee and thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And real quick before we get into the wrestling content, because that's what you're really here for, I'm sure. No. Uh, shout out to Rootless Coffee because we have been trying out different coffees throughout the podcast yes. the last six months or so that we've been doing it. And I'm not going to lie, all of them are like, eh. Not really that great, but yeah, you had finally I hit one that I was like, I could, I could do this every day. That we had that one that coffee. tasted like you put creamer in it without, it tasted like you poured creamer into the coffee cup and then poured the creamer out and then poured my coffee in because I usually, I take mine black and it just was not a pleasant. The scent was so overpowering and oh made my me God. not want to drink it anymore. It was like Hazelnut. toasted pecan or something like that. And it was just. Oof, but again, shout out to Rootless Coffee. Yeah, this Absolutely is, we're drinking, delicious. We're drinking a damn fine cup of coffee. Yeah, which it is I, a damn is. fine good cup of coffee. It is. It's not cup a of coffee. It's not as <laughs> it's not as dark as I I normally prefer. But right. then again, I'm a I guess sadomasochist who mm-hmm. enjoys bitter bitter coffee. But well, no, but this is me. not bitter. No, but it's, it's not. not fruity. Even though I think it's supposed to have like a raspberry or cherry or yeah, some we type of fruit blend. Haven't quite crossed that threshold into the fruity. Uh, coffee's nah, just yet. That's I, probably going to have to be our next one. I don't know about that. I'll just, well, I get to choose a coffee next, though. So. Yeah. Actually, you picked the, this one. You picked the root. Yeah, but you said yes, so it's already official. Okay. It's an audio. But at any rate. It's a, it's a verbal contract. No, but. I think the next time we go with coffee, we're going to go with the local coffee place to us within our county mm. and try that out where they make their own blend of coffee. Ah, yes. It. Maxwell House. Yes. Maxwell House A. Found at the local Win Dykesy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, tonight we'll be, to talking about, we'll be talking about WWE, uh, specifically SmackDown and Raw, which I didn't say that backwards. We're talking about SmackDown from the 16th and Raw from the 19th. Uh, and first is Liv Morgan, Tegan Knox taking on Damage Control for their Women's Tag Team Championships. I don't know why they did this. <laughs> Really don't. Uh, the only thing I could think is that Liv Morgan is just there to put over Tegan Knox. Obviously, Liv Morgan's very over right now. She looked great. The rest of the match was kind of awkward. Tegan's a little awkward, and you know that's a big crowd. That's a lot of pressure. So I can understand that she's still green in that aspect. But I, it's it's funny to me that fluff. Though you know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it's funny to me that we have all these up and coming stars and they seem like they're ready in NXT and then they drop over to, to raw and SmackDown or wherever they're, they end up going. And I don't know. It seems like it's like a, a year or two before they really get their feet underneath them. And it's like, how ready are these people? Yeah. It's not the you know? same show. Like it seems like it would be an easy progression to go from NXT over, but it really doesn't seem like it is, you no. know, like I, the well, I mean, there, there's a big difference out- is, you know, you got it. What two hundred people compared to two hundred or twenty thousand people? Absolutely, 15, people, the pressure you know. there. The people that are watching it, the pressure is there too. But the person that comes to mind right away is Johnny Gargano. Right, he's like that guy right now that was really good in NXT, but is just not doing well. I think personally over in WWE. I I don't think it's that he's not doing well. I just don't think that he's had the opportunity to showcase his abilities. Yeah, I think he's been stuck in a storyline with Dexter Loomis and The Miz for so long. That it's just like, what are you doing? You have had what he had a match against Baron Corbin, and I think he had a match against Chad Gable, or no, he had a, a match against Otis, if I remember right. So I mean, he's had like two, three matches at most, and he's been 
been on the program for what six months at this point? Yeah, something four like that. Four to six months, maybe not that long. I mean, but still, it's like he hasn't really had a chance to showcase, I guess, what he was sure. doing in in NXT and why everybody, can, yeah. you know, call him Johnny Wrestling. He's not Johnny Backstage, but right, <laughs> Johnny Backstage. I just, <laughs> I, I, I like. I mean, and we can even talk about that real quick. The, uh, the, the ladder match, but that's a whole different disappointing topic as well oh sure um i I don't know i just damage controls a little bit green around the gills but they don't really have a lot of women's tag teams right now in wwe uh they've got a couple in nxt but none of them that are really active in smackdown or raw so you kind of have this limbo you put it on these two that are kind of green then you they wrestle with a kind of veteran at this point with Liv morgan and another green individual in tegan knox and it just i don't know the Felt like everything was underwater, or felt like the entire match was slow, and I just—I don't know—I—I I, I, maybe it just be might be I'm a 35 year old male, so I don't get behind the blonde haired 30 year old girl that is doing all the weird flips, and I—I I don't know—I just can't get behind her. <laughs> I just—I I, like Damage Control personally. I think they're doing a, a good job of holding things down, considering they were brought back. I, I would you know, say good job. I, I I think the champions though should be doing a great job, not a good job. Oh, agreed. It feels like but it God, feels like anytime there's a raw, there they are. But it feels like the only reason they have the strap right now is because Bailey is associated with them. Oh yeah, you know, Absolutely. and I don't mean that in like a sense of they're champions because Bailey had something to do with it. Right. I feel like they're they're trying to take Bailey and leech off of her stardom into this tag team to kind of get them a name. And it's working. Don't oh, get yeah, me wrong, it's, it's working. working. They've definitely been, a, been able to put them out there and actually get their name on the map. Uh-huh. And now they're a regular, like you said, in, in WWE staple. programming. But it, there's very little backstory between these two. So it's a really hard thing for, pe- for me personally to grasp onto as, okay, these are your women's, champ- women's tag team champions. Whereas if we really go back and we talk about who was the women's tag team champions right. before this, like you're talking about Sasha Banks and Naomi, yeah. so two individuals the that have been in WWE for what, years, years oh my God, and have, 10 have years? A, 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 I mean, Sasha Banks, especially is one of the horsewomen of, of wrestling of NXT with right. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch and Bailey. I mean, right. huge history. And now you have the women's strap on two very greener individuals and i just i don't think it's transferring very well yeah i think they're i think the women's division especially on raw is or no i'm sorry not on raw i just think the women's division is a little bit floundering right now in the tag division there's not a lot sure. of op- of opportunities for a lot of different women's wrestlers there's right now there's a lot of forced tag team. matches a lot of forced tag but teams yeah even this and... this wasn't you know a t- this is a a form tag team against a random hodgepodge of a tag team right. that somebody in the back came up with. Did anybody for a second think that she was going to win? No. Not in the least. And also there's reports that Triple H is not happy with some of the people that he's brought back lately. Or all almost. I mean, yeah, he didn't name any names. There's no particular person being named here, but... Well, one person he may or may not be disappointed in is uh, Bray Wyatt and his Uncle Howdy gimmick thing he's got going with LA Knight, which I, I can't do it. It's unfortunate because it like started off really well and the momentum and the heat behind it was really good. They did. The, the and lead then they up just and won't the... let them have the damn match. They, well, it's not even the match. It's a match. Like yeah. he's, he's been teased for months. He finally makes this, this triumphant return to the absolute adoration of every, every human being in that building. Right. He's welcomed with open arms and he's put on 
really great promos he's put on really great backstage content and then he started this this segments with LA Knight and it's like okay this is we're we're finally starting to see like yeah, we've I thought had we were going to have a match up. finally yeah let's get a even if it's just a, a an introductory match to him coming back to the WWE to get him getting back into competition. Sure. And it's just like... Well, LA as well. I mean, he's only fought a couple matches since he's been LA And yeah, night. nothing significant. Mm-hmm. And, and this past week, we had, uh, you know, they've had their issues where they, they've smacked each other and all that. And LA Knight's out in, the, out in the ring, and he just basically showed what everybody has seen. You know, every time they, they show a replay of him with that mask in the background, oh, look at that mask. I mean, it, but every YouTube has ever done oh, sure. and talked about in the past two weeks with this specific storyline. It line. was a legitimate waste of time. It, oh, yeah. Um, and then Brave comes out. Okay, cool. We're going to see something. And LA Knight attacks him. Like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Now we're, we're having physical altercations between two individuals great now we're on the precipice of 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 a match and, and then hank hill's cousin comes out uncle howdy and he well, uh, no before you even say anything about him coming out okay woo. so obviously la's on the train of bray attacked me right okay? right they're selling it like, bray's like no bray. i didn't they're selling it like uncle howdy is bray's like alternate correct ego, so that's what ego. la's trying to portray here so when we're going through SmackDown here, we're going through this video of where L.A. got, like, kidnapped. Right, right. And he's all tied up, like, saw. He's all tied up, exactly. He's, like, being held ransom or something. And then we're talking about Uncle Howdy. So Uncle Howdy comes in. He does his little promo, mm-hmm. you know, on the screen with L.A. You and Bray in the scary? ring. Yeah, and he says, do you want to see some? What does he say? You want to see something really scary? And when he said that, I'm like, oh. Okay, like we're really buying into this horror gimmick, like we're buying into the spoopy, oopy, all god scary shit. Sure. And I was like, I got. I'm not gonna lie. When he said that, I was like, Ooh, what's what's gonna be? Is it gonna be Bray's gonna be like uh, turned into something different? Is uh-huh. it gonna be a a debut? <laughs> and then Pee Wee's fucking playhouse puppet got out, <laughs> and I, I like I could like uh, he even walked out. I'm like, okay, he's a little awkward. It's just dude. Uncle Howdy, he just walked out. I'm like, okay, and then he starts just laughing, and it was obviously. Played over the intercom, and there's just a man in a mask with his hands on his belly, like laughing like fucking Jolly Saint Nick, saying "ho ho ho" for like thirty for way awkward too seconds. And even even if that was in like in ring or in stadium, like that was what it was. They should have cut the camera after about the fourth repeat of the same laugh. It was the most like it's like okay, that was your point. Okay, what's going on? And then it cuts the commercial. And that's it. That's literally all we have of it. And it's like, what? What was scary about that? It, it, 100%. So then poor LA had to just stand there and be like, oh my God. Right. It is two people. And if you've ever been to a wrestling event, it, it, it's not like it is on TV. You don't get Michael Cole in your ear. You don't get the announcers talking about this, that, or the other thing. You get that awkward, like, you know, he was standing up there, the laugh cut, the lights shut off, and he awkwardly waddled his ass back <laughs> into the back. And I, I just... I, I don't know what they're doing with this. I'm highly disappointed with where they're bringing this, how they're, they've, they've just, it feels like they've, they've gone flat. Yeah. Why, why couldn't they have actually had a match? Same thing. LA's real persistent. It's, it, it, it was you, it was you. And even then if, have yeah. Uncle Howdy break up the match. Even if it was, yeah. Even if it was one of those matches where you he get two, three minutes of, of actual wrestling. Over. Yeah. Yep. And, and somebody. Yep. And it's building up to an actual, like, some type of gimmick match or something, maybe. 
I mean, it doesn't even have to be a gimmick match, any match at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, but also, we have, other than the Royal Rumble in January, we have all, no pay-per-views until, was it March? Mm-hmm. No, I think it might be February. But still, it's, you know, we got a long ways to go. Yep. Yeah, that match is set for January 28th. So if they're going to push that for another month, where Bray and LA are talking back and forth just to set this for a pay-per-view, that's going to be awkward as shit. So here's to having a match on just like a random SmackDown because I don't know. Right. Do something with Bray. Something. Something. You're kind of letting us down here. On to the <laughs> highlight of the night, the absolute highlight of the night, uh, Gunther versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship after Ricochet worked his ass off to get through the SmackDown World Cup and come out the other side as champion. He is back to take his title from Gunther. And wow. What a match. match. It was really good. Honestly, he made Gunther look weak. Yeah, he did. But the, in, like, the entire match, like neither one of them, look, like, in the end, looked weak. Obviously, uh, Gunther retained. But honest to God, it was like a 70-30 ricochet. And it, some of the hits were just like, what in God's name are these two doing? I remember they were on the outside of the ring. I don't know if they were trying to stall. But Gunther hit ricochet across the chest. And you... You could see the sweat just evaporate from the sheer velocity of that man's <laughs> hand. It was, I, I don't know how that, how Ricochet could still breathe after the, some of those hits that Gunther oh, lays down. It, it was great, though. It was really a good, good match between the two, two of them. Um, but I think it, it played right into exactly what we thought was going to happen. Um, after the match, Imperium ended up attacking Ricochet, and lo and behold, Mr. Choo Choo himself comes out and. Uh, Braun comes makes to save the, the save day. and talk shit to Gunther. Yep, and I think that's just going to be a setup for Gunther versus Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental Title at probably Royal Rumble. Yep, I, I don't know. I'd rather not. I'd rather not see that, especially I, now that Braun's off. They face. are pushing that man to the moon. He is babyface as hell. That man will literally lick the boots of the me- of the of the people that buy his T-shirts. I don't like Braun. I don't like his shtick. I don't like. Him outside of wrestling, I don't like. I don't know. He's a big guy. He even since he's been back in WWE, I feel like his performance has been lackluster. Um, oh, I have to agree with the. I think he, yeah, I think he fits right in with that. What you were talking about earlier with Triple H disappointed in some mm-hmm. of his rehires, he's probably one of them. Sure, but at any rate, Ricochet went through all that just to lose. Poor dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was his time. I think it is good to. Continue to let Gunther have the, the rain. I mean, let it's, it's good the that they're using they're using Ricochet for more than just cannon fodder. Yes, um, now that Triple H is in charge, he's doing a really good job. Yeah, so I'm I'm well, hopefully we'll see him a little bit more. Uh, he doesn't turn into an, another Mustafa Ali who just gets I was squashed say, every night. Poor Mustafa, and now I think he was fighting on main event. I mean, he's been on main event for a minute yeah he's, he's been ever since the, he asked for his release but now he's on main event like this week yeah so i don't i don't know if they're doing something with him or what's going on he's got a little bit of involvement later on in the show yeah um i think he might be a little bit too lippy for their kind right you know in the retrospect and uh, the perspective that they just don't like people being outspoken about not wanting to work there yeah so it really feels like they're taking it out on him to give him a little <laughs> ribbon i mean his contract i think it's through to i think it's 2024 his contract I think so as well so he's got another year to get raked through the reeds here and you know how that i, I mean that's that's you know wwe would do that with individuals that they didn't want to let go into the into the wild oh sure um they would just 
destroy their careers yeah. or let them sit on the back burner so they can't exactly. generate views. And once they get off their contract, their steam's gone. And right. It's just... MJF tried to do that to Wardlow. Yeah. I'm send you home. Nope, that didn't work. <laughs> now, last week, if you remember right, Jay Uso had approached Sammy uh, about... Looking a little bit better, Looking a little right? bit better this week, you know, or about, about that Friday, in, uh, or this Friday. And he said, you know, it's, it's going to be a big night. So the entire night on SmackDown, they were teasing, obviously, something happening at the end of the night with the Bloodline, which it feels like every episode of Raw and SmackDown has ended with the Bloodline in some capacity. And usually starts with it, too. Right, in which this is no exception to that rule. <laughs> um, but we had a couple of different things between, you know, interactions between Sammy and the Usos, Uso, you know, uh, Jimmy and Roman. Um, Roman actually sat down or called Pierce into his, into his office, I guess, and said, you know, I want to give you the best match of the year. Myself, Sammy Uso versus Kevin Owens and whoever he feels like. And of course, Adam Pierce, you're Roman Reigns, you're the biggest draw in our company. Of course, we're going to have you in a match. So they set up a match for tag team match for the 30th, uh, but no partner was announced. And the night comes around. Finally, we acknowledge the bloodline. Um, something they didn't do this this week. No, they, on, on Raw, they, we Roman, did not acknowledge him. Roman never came out to the ring, though. Looked that is like true. But recorded. still, you think you would acknowledge the you know the tribal chief. the tribal chief every time you of get course. a chance to? Um, but we have the segment, and Roman turns to Sammy and says, "This is go- this was going to be a good night." Uh, until mm-hmm. Sammy's got like the nice bun. He's got the clean. Oh yeah, beard. yeah. Like, he he really good. went out. He looked good. He did. Um. Well, and before that, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Before that, Jay and Jimmy were kind of talking on their own, and Jay keeps mentioning like, "Oh, I think this is going to be be a big night for you," like you mentioned. And Jimmy was like, "Like, what are you trying to tell Sammy? Like, what do you think is going to happen tonight?" And Jay was like, "Well, oh, I think he's going to be like an, you know, the honorary is going to be gone. He's going to be an official right. loose, you know." And and Jimmy is like. I don't know, man. I don't think this is a really good idea for Which, you to be saying that to Sammy because if that doesn't happen, like he's going to be real let down, you know? Which canon now means that the bloodline has absolutely no idea what Roman Reigns' master plan is. Whatever. Right. They have no idea. They're just going along with the plan and whatever he says, they do it. Right. Also that Jay never suggested to Roman that he should do it. Mm-hmm. Just that Jay thinks that that's going to happen, that tonight is the night. And right. then, like you were saying, I'm so sorry, Roman does eventually uh, say something to acknowledge the group right. and says, again, it was going to be a big night for you. But because of Kevin Owens, we have an issue. And if, and the, because this is Sammy's issue, it's also Roman's issue. And if it's Roman's issue, that means it's the bloodline's issue. So it means Clearly. it needs to get resolved. And before really anything else could be said about it, lo and behold... Our Lord and Savior John Cena pops up of all people beep, on the screen beep, uh, to which I called. Sorry, I mean I, I think everybody. It's Tampa. Was. Yeah. Well, I, I my 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 money was either in John Cena <laughs> or another Rock return to hype up for WrestleMania. But sure. of course, that's there's still that that's still up in the air. A lot of people are saying that might not even happen. Which I kind of I don't know. I don't know if I, I I would love to see the Rock come back for one more match, especially I, against Roman. That's a conversation for a whole other day of whether <laughs> they're going to drop the title podcast. or not. So John Cena confirms that he will be Kevin Owens' partner in the tag match against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn for the final SmackDown 
of yes. 2022. Yeah. Because Raw is going to be a complete like look back on the entire year's best moments. Yes, next so week. So that's going to be a interesting episode. Um, but yeah, John Cena, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn for the final WWE match of 2022. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Uh, I don't know if John Cena is going to get the be... numbers. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to get the numbers. I don't know if John Cena is going to be seen afterwards. Uh, he has a very busy schedule. He's not quite wrestling too much anymore. Obviously, he hasn't. This is to be. This will be his only match this year. I know, which is incredible. Uh, he even said well, he part of what he mentioned was he's he's has a streak of twenty years of having matches in WWE, and fortunately for this one, literally the last episode of WWE is going to be his only match mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. In his hometown, that lucky streak. for him, huh? Right. Well, that will take us into WWE Raw from the nineteenth earlier this week. Uh, not really going to go in any specific order because my notes are completely out of order. Uh, but we had Street Profits taking on the Judgment Day. Uh, honestly, I didn't watch it the first time through when it was live, and then we went back and watched it later. And these guys put on a great match between the two of them. They really did. Uh, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford are just—they're—they're they're stellar, absolutely stellar. It's great. He—they're he, both huge dudes. They obviously take really good care of themselves. Uh, it just, they're very athletic. They're very charismatic. Yep. Um, Separately and together. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it just, they, it, we've said it before, they're like a, a more grown-up version of Private Party. Absolutely. With all the athleticism, with all of the, char- uh, the charisma, but with, like, it, it feels like they, they're like 10-year, they got 10 years of extra you know, uh, uh, time under their belt compared to private party. Oh, sure. And I think private party will be there in five years. Oh, of course. Of course. I really do. They're great too. But this was a fun match. I mean, it seemed kind of random, you know, again, WWE has been, been, there's been a lot of that, but I think that's, that's because it's the end of the year as well. For sure. But there's just been a lot of random matches, random tag teams and things like that. So I just kind of assumed this was just going to be another random match, but it ended up being really good. It was. And uh, back to Montez Ford. He absolutely annihilated the shit out of Priest. He was just hitting him with chops and smacking oh, yeah. him and punching him. Another one and... that doesn't pull punches. Oh, absolutely <laughs> But, I mean, not. Damian Priest isn't one to do that either. So oh, I mean, no. Both of, both of them chopping back and forth. For sure. Two really big men going at it. Yeah. Really good. Really good match. Um, Judgment Day ended up getting... Or, no, I'm sorry. Street Profits Street Profits ended win. up getting the win. Uh, and during this... I can tell you're already going to say it, so I'll let oh, you... Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I wanted to say that during the match, there was this really awkward, like, backstage video with Sami Zayn. Mm. Like, he was cutting it on, like, Austin Theory style, like, just doing, like, a selfie, and took a video, and there was already, like, some bloodline interference as far as, like, backstage brawling earlier in the night, and at this point, they were attacking... What was his name? I'm sorry. Andre Chase from okay, uh, NXT. Yeah. Uh, Chase, Chase U. University, yeah. Uh, yeah, you didn't really see a good glimpse of him. I had to look up who it was because you and I both thought it was I Elias. I couldn't see him, yeah. Uh, they hit him with a guitar. And that, I mean, that, that, was, that was a reoccurring theme throughout the entire episode of yeah. Raw was the bloodline was just backstage. They beat up Ali. They beat up Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. They beat up anybody they can get their hands on. They disrupted throughout the entire episode. Um, it was very reminiscent of, of NWO takeover, yeah. which is, I think, the whole intention there. There was like um, I think a th- lot of nod to that. I think that's what they're gearing up towards. I mean, obviously, with Roman Reigns, he's got something under, under you know, 
that he's got planned. Sure. Um, but I think that's what they're kind of the angle they're going with. Yeah. Um, but that had nothing to do with the match whatsoever. No, they no. just cut to that. It was awkward. It was like, God, is this match going to be so bad? They needed to throw the bloodline randomly in it. But no, it ended but up. I, I really enjoyed those little segments, though. Yeah, it ended up being good. But at first, it was kind of awkward. Right. Um, one thing that did happen towards the end of the match was Tazawa was there the entire time. He's yeah, he's on the kinda, side he's with Street Profits. Up them ever since yep. last week. Which is kind of cool. He wasn't involved in the match, but he was there. Which um, I've, I've, I've been a big uh, you know, promoter of trying to get him out of that silly 24-7 title role. Sure. I mean, he's a Ninja. Re- he really you know? is a good performer. He, he is. You give him the opportunity. I mean, he showcased that. Well, yeah. Just hold on one second. Um, but he was there and he was drinking with the Street Profits and it was kind of insinuated that, you know, his Red Solo Cup had a little bit of the, the liquor in it. A little um, bit of the bubbly? No, it was definitely more liquor. You know, I don't think the bubbly quite burns, but at any rate. Um, so he was kind of standing over by Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley because, of course, they were there supporting the rest of the Judgment Day. Right. And Rhea Ripley was talking smack, and Tazawa threw the contents of his cup into Dominic Mysterio's eyes, who is already dealing with... Fresh off an eye injury. Eye injur- an eye injury, thanks to Asuka. Uh, that whole bit with the backstage with the, is this doctor even qualified? That was, that was just great. phenomenal, by the way. But uh, that was Pre really saying good. something else could burn. Yeah. Is this guy even a doctor? And um, every single one of them are like, no, he's an idiot. And these yeah. guys just like, I'm just trying to help. It was so fucking good. At any rate, um, so Dominic was getting ready to get sprayed in the, or uh, Rhea was getting ready to get sprayed in the face. She dipped down. Dominic got the, the liquor in the eyes. And after the match was Rio over was, and done with, mommy was not very happy. Mommy was very pissed. So she was after Tazawa and she absolutely rocked him. She punched the shit out of him. He went oh, flying. Yeah. And she was like, if you're a man, you know, stand up and fight me. And we got, got uh, Kira Tazawa versus Rhea Ripley. Yep. Uh, last time I'd, I had asked a question on Twitter if anybody knew when the last time we had an intergender match. And although they couldn't give me a date. We can kind of give a rough idea. It was uh, Tamina, and it was for the 24-7 championship. And I, oh, I don't know. There you go. They said that, and I was like, yeah, but. I, I what feel about like a serious match? I, yeah, I felt like that. the 24-7 championship was just garbage. Right. Maybe China. Oh, I don't know if it's been that long. I don't know. Not, but, you know, it, it's funny because we grew up watching matches like that. Like, it wasn't anything for China or Trish Stratus or. Lita to be a part of the yeah, of but the I think that gang, was just you know? an excuse to put you know Lita through a table or put you know Tristratish or 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 uh, she took them Deborah. Too. Oh yeah, they all or did. May Young, May Young. Oh, rest in peace, May Young, oh, the man. baddest bitch in all the whole roster. Whew. If you want, if you want to have a good laugh, go look up uh, Hardcore Holly's recollection of when he had to lay out may young and her like her response to if he she basically said if you don't destroy me out there i'm gonna come back here and beat your ass yeah he said give it to me like give it to me like one of the guys like she wanted to get and if you watch that clip (laughs) my god it's it's a wonder that that it's a wonder that adam cole can get a concussion from just regular wrestling sure and that 90 year old woman and it would go through a table from Bubba Ray Dudley yeah. and wake up the next morning like, I'm good. Oh, for sure. She'd be back in two weeks and go through it again like nothing. Yeah, right. But again, we did get to see an intergender match on Raw. Right. And 
it was pretty good. I, I watched it a second time, which I usually do before we do the podcast, just mm. to kind of get, you know, fresh memories in your head. And there was a lot more botches than I had remembered. But I think it was all, a communication. I think it was just a communication issue from the two of them. Uh-huh. Because obviously Rhea Ripley had no problem lifting Tazawa, but I think Tazawa missed his cue or one lifted early. And it was just, I think it was just a normal, I don't think it was a degree of whether they couldn't pull the move off. I think just one pushed off before the other one pulled and right. just a miscommunication. Right. They I, recovered well. They did. They did. Rhea did not let him go and was able to turn it into at least something. Um, but it was a good match. It uh, was. Akira didn't look that weak because, you know, I mean, it was a woman, so they, they played off on the whole, I don't want to hit a woman thing. Yeah, but he refused to hit Rhea. Eventually hit, hit her with a Harakarana and hit her with a couple of roll-ups and, yep. like, nothing too drastic that would be like, wow, I can't believe you struck a, struck a woman. Right, but, but he did time, wrestle her at the same time. Right, he got a right. couple moves in and... And you got to give it to Montez Ford, who really pumped Akira up to tell him, like, oh, you, yeah. got, you should do this. Like, you're going to let her hit you like that. And he also said, um, uh, is it, is you it, got it? that dog in you. And he <laughs> barked at him. But instead of this, like, pit bull or, like, something, like, scary, you know. Like a shih tzu mixed with a chihuahua. Yeah. He barked at him like a chihuahua. And it was f- I absolutely. Love dying Love oh Montez yeah Ford. he sold it a couple times after that hurricane rana rhea ripley was on the ground outside the ring and montez got down on the ground and was just saying something about you know where's mommy now or something right. like that and, uh, montez, so good. just absolute gem but after the match was all said and done it was rhea ripley who did pick up the win yep judgment day celebrated in the ring and that was that for the judgment day for the, the week i mean that they're not really doing a lot um no, but Tazawa, I have to say, did not seem like he was too disappointed as he moments later posted a picture on Twitter of him being rolled up by Absolutely Rhea Ripley. Dominated by Rhea, some, Rhea Ripley. Something about, you know, it wasn't a, a bad Christmas or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But. <laughs> so shout out to Tazawa for, for selling the moves and right. making Rhea look good and being able to do something like that. Yeah, because and, not and everybody wants to, you know? Well, and not just that. Not a lot of men want to put a woman over. Do I you know blame them? I can understand it. I mean, I... I I guess in this day and age with the way wrestling is now, I, I feel like you're, I don't know. I feel like it's a machismo thing. Like, uh-huh. oh, I'm not going to lose to a woman. Like, why well, the fuck not? There was a, there was some talk I guarantee on Twitter. There, I guarantee there's a, there's some woman, some woman out there who'll be able to beat my ass with no problem. Oh yeah. Guarantee fucking tea. Well, there was some talk on Twitter about, there was an indie wrestler. I can't remember who it was. And I think mm-hmm. she was talking about Scotty too hottie. I want to say is who she was talking about. And she was asked to wrestle with him. And she said she right. was cool with it. And he said, no. Yep. I won't do it. And he said, the only reason I won't is because I have a daughter that age and I just can't imagine under- fighting somebody so young as a and woman. I can understand It that. just is weird to me. He's like, I'm just not interested in it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it's not for me because you really have to fully commit to the idea behind it. And we've right. talked about it before. There's been some really great intergender matches. And, and I think about it all the time. Thunder Rosa and Sammy Guevara had just yep. such a great match that they both hit each other super hard. They, they did a match in the Indies. Where you know it was in the Indies, it's totally acceptable. I don't know if you if you watch anything like that, it's it's yeah, it's, it's like, no big deal for Ali Catch to be fighting Effie or Lee Moriarty or somebody like that. I think that. just WWE went when they went the TV route. It's you know that's that was uncharted territory for years. Like it yeah. was so it was so uh, you know oh my god I can't believe they hit that woman on on you know Raw's War you know for uh-huh. it was such a bad rap and when I think when WWE went to get away from that less than pg image 
that was like the biggest thing where we can't have men hitting women because yeah. that's that's completely against the norm. That's completely frowned upon. Yep. And I'm not saying it's not frowned upon anymore. They just they uh, did it right here because you can. I think you can do it right. It's it's like it's like two sports people. That was a terrible use of the words, but you know what I mean. Like two athletes, two tennis players. If you had a woman and a man tennis player, I don't see why would that matter. As long as both are okay with it, I don't. See you know the, what I mean. So I don't see the deal. The big deal. I think it's just old. Old stock of of wrestling fans that still are like, mm-hmm. no, this is this is naughty. We can't do this. You know. I think they did it very well by having her pick up gallows and slam him into that apron that one time. They, well, they've Just been building up with the it too. dominance of Rhea Ripley that she right. can fight with the guys, and it wasn't a weird thing for her to call out to Zawa. I mean, everybody, of course, was like, "Holy shit, I can't believe this is happening." Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, if anybody was going to do it, of course it's Rhea. Right. So right. really cool. Glad they did that. Um, and she picked up the win in this one. After that, we have a backstage segment with uh, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss just talking about how Alexa Bliss won the, I guess, rough shot tournament between the two triple threat matches and then the finals with uh, Bailey. Now she has a title shot against Bianca Belair on January 2nd. Uh, just a backstage, you know, I'm going to win it, blah, blah, blah. Bianca well, it started was, all friendly. Yeah, Bianca said something about you kind of snapped there on me. and and You're referring to when she put her in the position for the sister Abigail last yep. week after she won against yep. Bailey. And Alexa kind of acted like she didn't know what happened, but did acknowledge Bray mm-hmm. and say that she was uh, kidnapped by Bray um, and acknowledged some things that happened, but said that they, I think she, insin- she said that Bray had left her, but if I'm not mistaken, she actually left Bray. Well, yeah, and she said that and, and, uh, Bianca brings up Bray again, and you know Alexa's like, "Well, stop making this about Bray. This is about me." She's like, "I don't. I think you f- sometimes you forget that I am a threat to your championship." And I, you know, they kind of kind of started talking a little trash, which I think they need to do. They need to stop being friends, and you know, they've got they've had this trios tag buddy buddy system for the past couple of months, and I think right. it's time. To, I think it's been well past time to break it up. That's well, a good way to start it off like this. That yep. showing that Alexa's not gonna be super friendly in this circumstance and well she's definitely not because she ended up smashing her in the back of the head with a vase as they with said, the you know, poinsettia right before I know, christmas i know and hit her pretty good yeah she did um <laughs> so heel turn bray wyatt involved in alexa bliss i don't know but do something yep again actually i know it's kind of crazy but i think i'm more invested in the bray wyatt segment as far as alexa carrying it more than bray wyatt actually is for me of course yeah, I'm more interested to see what Alexa has to do with Bray than what Bray's been doing on his own because it's just been kind of strange. But again, that's going to be happening in two weeks. We also had The Miz taking on Dexter Loomis in a ladder match for a double or nothing for the money that Dexter was owed to by Miz that Johnny Gargano ended up <laughs> vying for so that he could get not only his money but a WWE contract as well. You sound like a middle school girl. like. The Miz owed Johnny, or no, it, the Miz owed know, Dexter money, and Johnny helped him get it. Yeah, because Johnny has a contract, and then, I, I don't know. And Candace told Johnny and Dexter <laughs> that they should do something good it was, with it, so they handed it out to the children. It was a storyline that I'm sure it was, it was good when it first started, It was, you know, but it's run its course. It's, it's been done, and, the, and then the way they ended this, I don't know. Bronson also, Reed comes back and stops Dexter Loomis from getting up the ladder and helps the Miz get the get the winnings. 
Uh, Poor guy. He went from beating, I think it was Okada recently in NJPW, and now he's just helping the Miz win back money. Yeah, but you talk about money. God knows he wasn't making the money like he is now in NJPW, so I don't blame him for coming to WWE. I mean, no, no. I mean, that's fine, but it's like, why does Miz always need to be attached to somebody else? He's got to have a, a crony with him. You know, he's got to have somebody by his side. And it's because he's the Miz. Eh. That's that's the Miz. That's Mike the Miz. He's it, always it forever dumb. heel. It wasn't a very good match, in my opinion. And I hate to keep being Debbie Downer, but I really didn't enjoy it. And also, WWE has raised my standards for ladder matches so incredibly high. Also, AEW has. I mean, talk about that Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes match. Right. Where he did that cutter from like one ladder to the other, right. uh, Sammy Guevara. Like my standards are very high for ladder matches. This was not a very this good match. This wasn't it. It was a it was a match wrapped around a ladder. Yeah. Uh we also had uh Bailey taking on Becky Lynch in a I guess just a filler match so that they sure. could fill time and it has Former interest. Grudge match. They haven't wrestled each other in close to four years. Uh, one was injured and then the other was injured and now they're both happen to be healthy and I think they just put it together. Uh, match was, it, it was definitely um, two individuals who have been in the industry long enough that you can start seeing the wear and tear showing on them because they're not quite as spry, they're not quite as quick. Uh, Plus, how many matches have they probably fought against each other, you know? Right. What I thought was very odd about this, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but Becky Lynch had this big promo ahead of time that told mm-hmm. basically Bailey that she shouldn't come out with damage control, she should come out on her own. You know, they won't force it, but just a one-on-one would be great. And then that just, that never happened. Damage Control right. came out with Bailey. They were there the entire time. And essentially were the reason why that they Bailey were got the win. trying to interfere. The ref went to kick him out as soon as they did. You know, Bailey just got this one lucky hit on In Becky. In the middle of the back it. with a monitor. That was oh, it. And, and Becky got rolled up for the pin. And that was it. That's how we're doing that feud. So I'm sure that'll develop into something later on next week, next couple coming weeks after the year, first of the year. Uh, but it was it thumbs down for me on this one. Yeah. And then lo and behold, we have what has taken up the majority of WWE's programming. Programming. Uh, the bloodline has been all over everything between backstage fights, between attacking people, between interfering with matches and they mm-hmm. did that and having matches because ha- Sammy well, did oh, yeah. have a match with AJ Styles right which was pointless but it happened right I mean we had the good it started off when the good brothers were taking on Alpha Academy or the OC uh they ended up interfering in that match uh like you said that which developed into AJ Styles and Sami Zayn having a match which Sami Zayn ended up getting the win over that uh via uh distraction by Solo Sokoa we had when Seth Rollins, Austin Theory were out having their little promo. The Usos came out and attacked uh, Seth Rollins because he's been talking shit about Roman Reigns. Right. Uh, Austin, Austin Theory, yeah, skedaddled. He's the skedaddled. Ba- Smart guy. Not gonna lie, he saw he, he saw the writing on the wall, looked at the Usos, realized they're both looking at, at Seth Rollins, and why am I gonna get involved? Yep. Took his belt, put his jacket back on, and walked up. The, yep. No uh, longer a kid. He is a man. He's a smart man. <laughs> uh, but but then you know, classic burner burner. You know, comes I, out. I got I got to say this, and I've been I've been like holding on to this ever, ever since we like right before we uh, started doing this podcast tonight. Okay. Kevin Owens is this generation's Stone Cold. 
Oh, 100%. That music hits, the crowd goes apeshit. The stunner. He walks out, the stunner, walks out, kicks ass, and then that's it. But what I love about him is, and you and I fell victim to this, when he came out to save Seth Rollins, he comes out, he kicks, you know, Jimmy Uso's ass, he stuns Jey Uso, and they're both standing in the ring, and the entire time, even though they're, like, obviously creating a temporary alliance, and they're talking about a tag match at the end of the night. It's yeah. The entire time, all I can think of is Kevin Owens is going to stun Seth Rollins. I was waiting for the and same. And it never thing. happened. And I wish it would. Because that's what Stone Cold would have done. Oh, no, LA Knight also gives me very heavy Stone on the microphone. Cold oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. But the way that Kevin Owens <laughs> has carried himself recently, he comes out, he beats people's asses. Mm-hmm. I, there was a good good chunk of time where he was like, I don't care who I'm fighting. Yeah. I just want to fight. Give me, give me yeah. fights. Fight Kevin. And fight. I, I love it. I love Kevin Owens's character. He's I love great. that he's getting into the bloodline and into the storyline, yeah. especially with the dynamic with Sami Zayn. Because it's got to happen. It's got to be Sammy and it's got to right. be Kevin Owens. Like, right. They've got to fight, which is funny because I actually just watched some clips from 12 years ago this week at uh, Final Battle where it was El Generico versus Kevin Steen, uh, mask versus career match. If you didn't know, El Generico is the masked persona of Sami Zayn back when he was in the Indies. No, those are different people. Uh, Sure. That's not the Um, same person. I know. They've never been seen in the same room. Uh, That's just a coincidence. And then Kevin Steen is the the independent name of uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Um, I'm just, I I at first was kind of snooty about the bloodline storyline they've got going and now i am i am so deep into this storyline it's stupid i am so excited every week to see what they're doing even if it's every week that when they do have a match they win via you know distraction of the ref like every damn week it's it's something or 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 solo comes out and beats somebody's ass behind the ref. but i love it i love it it's it's i'm i'm such a mark for it it's it's terrible it i I, they come out i'm like what are well, they going to say now? Ooh, uh, Roman's out. Acknowledge me. I don't know why. There and was I, a report from uh, the, talking about the people in the back, talking about the actual talent in WWE, and apparently the talent in the back love it just as much as oh, we I've do. Oh, I've heard they're they're crowding around the monitors whenever Roman Reigns and, and Fam are out in the ring. And I, I don't blame them. I can see why. It's great. It really yeah. is awesome. I'm I'm. Probably storyline of the year, one hundred percent. Oh, like, there's absolutely no doubt. I Sammy hate it is because man. I hate it because I feel like one of those pouty kids in the corner with when WWE goes, "See, we told you you were right." And I'm just, yeah, well, so <laughs> this time, <laughs> yeah. So this all amalgamates to our final segment of the evening: uh, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins taking on the Usos uh, for a non-title match. Yep, and we uh, are in Seth Rollins' home state of Iowa. Yes. Boring, boring Iowa that only has Seth Rollins and Slipknot. <laughs> and uh, corn. And corn. <laughs> and this match went toe-to-toe with the opening match with Street Profits and Judgment Day. It was fantastic. It was really good. I kind of missed it because, you know, breaking down the fourth wall, Mark was tired, so I had to come into bed. I fell asleep. At, okay, I fell asleep at 10.30. You put me to bed at 10.30. Yeah. I fell asleep at 9.45, 10 o'clock, 10.10, and 10.15. <laughs> I put Mark to bed, so we had to rewatch it at any rate. Well worth the watch. Kevin Owens, we were just talking about that match at Final Battle was 12 years ago. He still absolutely has it. He just oh, yeah. Hits everything with as much intensity as day. when he was 25 years old. Yep. Hit the senton. Hit the frog splash. Did all the classic moves that you love to see. Seth Rollins looked great. 
and the Usos actually took the loss on this one. There were a few interferences that were part of the match. Uh, they kind of kept things interesting, I guess. Right. One you- of them was Austin Theory coming out to hit Seth Rollins in the head with his belt. Uh, it came off very weak because I think the camera missed the shot. And we're talking the championship belt because you yeah. said that in my mind. I was thinking him like a dad with his belt. Like, oh, okay. Get in not there, like, you son of a bitch. Not like his hangman Adam Page belt. You no, know? yeah. Like hits his, him with the U.S. His title. championship belt. And, and poor Seth Rollins had to just lay there and sell it for the whole rest of the match because he was out. And, um, and of course, the shot was a victim of the Kevin Dunnitis. And they just they got to it like halfway through it. Yep. So you only saw Seth Rollins on the ground and, and Theory pulling his title back. Like, <laughs> and he runs off. Uh, so terrible, great, or terrible, great work, Kevin Dunn? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we also had Solo Sokoa. He jumped the barrier to try to help interfere. But you had the OC runch down and take him out so he couldn't do anything. Yep. Kind uh, of in retaliation for them attacking the the Good Brothers earlier. right. right. Um, but we did see, and it was end up. It was Jimmy and Kevin Owens were the last two in the ring. I don't remember what happened to Jay. He got knocked out somehow, and it was the last little volley between the two of them. They went back and forth with block super kicks, with uh, you know everything, the stunners, with with every pretty much anything they could have. You're sitting hitting triangle and L one, trying to do all of your special moves back and forth, and your other guy is just hitting reverse every single time yeah. until finally. And everything's connecting too. It's just oh, not, yeah. not. But just a half a step. Everybody's exactly. a half a step ahead of the exactly. other guy until finally Kevin Owens hits the pop up power bomb and beautifully done and rolls them up. Round for the of pin. applause for Kevin Owens. And really, honest to God, I did not expect him to get the win even after that pop up. I figured Jay would would jump in or jimmy or whoever i can't remember who's outside uh i figured the other uso would have jumped in and stopped him or stopped the account but, but it no. didn't happen i thought seth would get the pin because kevin it was owens hometown. got the pin which is great because that means that just fuels fire with roman reigns because he's been talking shit yep. about roman reigns and roman and, reigns has been talking shit about him and Sami Zayn was in the ring and they had like an eye to eye and Sammy yeah, just kind of yeah. just walked off after all the replays Kevin Owens turns around, and of course, in heel fashion, Kevin Owens is he's ready to fight, and then uh, Sammy gets that indication like I'm about to, and then he drops down and rolls out the ring and kind of laughs on the way out. Yeah, so that'll be fun to finally see that coming to a head and see that'll, what happens yep. with Roman. And and you I don't know, know that's going to be the last match of, of, of that show. Like, there's no way that that SmackDown's not going to end with that. With oh, John Cena. Absolutely not. It's so the last episode of Raw, or I'm sorry, of WWE. For 2022 is going to be John Cena winning or losing. Predictions? What do you think? I think this would be a really good opportunity for John Cena and Kevin Owens to take up the win on this one. Right. To make it kind of obvious that there is more tension in the bloodline than they would like to admit that there is. Especially when you're getting a loss from somebody who's only been around one time this year. Uh huh. I could see it going that way, starting to form the cracks in the foundation of the bloodline. Twenty twenty three, you see the end of the bloodline because you can even see it with uh, Roman Reigns and the Usos. There's not a hundred percent cohesion no. there. Same thing with. There's a I'm, lot of. Uh, I'm telling you, Solo's got something going. on I was going to say, him. there's a lot of clips, and Solo's not there. Yep. It was like when they went to the ring. It was the Usos and Sami Zayn were in the ring, and they were right. kind of talking smack. Adam Pierce and security told them to leave. Where was Solo? He wasn't By the there. Way, Adam Pierce, can we stop for two seconds? I, I, I know there's been criticism about AEW 
having the inmates run the asylum and saying that all the wrestlers run the show and they get, I don't know who's making up those stories, but if you haven't watched a or WWE, that's all it feels like anymore is that no, poker tournament th- there's doesn't no, go well. We're going to have no, a match. There's no preset matches. They no. have like the two or three, like we've got three left for SmackDown, which will be this Friday. But other than that, th- it's just roughshod for who does what. I don't like you, so we're going to have a match. And I like that occasionally. I like that, you know, once, maybe twice a show, especially with Raw. you got a three-hour show. Uh-huh. There's a lot to fill. But it's two or three times every show every yeah. week. Yeah, and it's, you know, at, at the drop of, I just, I don't know. And and Adam Pierce looks like a pushover oh, yeah. every single time. Between it's the official. Bobby Lashley thing, between the Usos, between the Bloodline. He acts like between, a baby around Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. He acts around, like, like that around anyone. Yeah, you're supposed to be the superior person here, and you can't talk like a man to Roman Reigns. Oh, he had no problem talking to Bobby Lashley. No, you know it's he got just, a ration of shit for that. I don't know what the I, I don't know what Adam Pierce's. I, I I've heard rumors he's supposed to be gearing up for an ring ring return. Who knows? No, he definitely does not. He looks like that that goody two shoes pushover corporate yeah. guy though. I'm gonna go no, and if, if that's what they're going for, then they're nailing it right on the head. Yeah, <laughs> but. but well, I think that pretty much wraps it up other than talking about what those matches are for SmackDown this We've week. We've got the Usos will be taking on Hit Row. They had a match earlier on uh, Raw. How for real did Hit Row qualify for this match? They won. Hit Row versus the Usos? I don't know. That match was Man, pretty bad. That, that match, match was, was god-awful. I'm and, sorry. And not anything uh, against the Viking top Raiders. Top Gala is just not Oh, man. Not he, he botched the top. He botched the, the, the top rope. God, he hits and those then, ropes like they are going to shatter. I don't know if He's he hurt like, his knee or what happened, but in the end, in the end, he was literally like right in the middle, yeah. the front of the shot, holding his left knee. Yeah, um, I, I really don't know how they got this opportunity. I, I whole match was very flat. Mm, don't like the Vikings. Jimmy Raiders. and Jay are going to have to work hard for this one to make yeah. this match look good. Yeah, the Viking Raiders not coming off great. Legato no. del Fantasmo, eh, it just it wasn't even a good match. There, yeah. We didn't even bother to cover it. It wasn't really fantastic. So it really was. I, we'll I, have to see. Hopefully, the, you know, the Usos will come up with something interesting to make this match uh, a little bit more worth watching. We also have Braun Strowman and Ricochet will be taking on uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Giovanni Vinci. Yeah, Vinci. I, I can't spell. <laughs> uh, you got to say it like uh, Samantha does. So that you know, I'm sure Gunther will be there on the side, and of he'll interfere. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have a six-way gauntlet match for the number one contender between Emma, Zia Lee, Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, and Tegan Knox. Now Zia Lee was the individual that ended up attacking Tegan Knox during their match. Yeah, that they had on Raw. I believe Smackdown. so. Raw. No, I'm sorry, Smackdown. Smackdown. Um, which. They had her attack, and they whisked her away, and digitally on Twitter, they revealed it was Zia Lee. And that was it? And that was it. So now she's in the Scotland match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can smell it from a mile away. I feel like it's just going to be Liv Morgan again. Think so? They're notorious for having these types of matches and then just picking the most obvious person. Yeah, the only it's, other person it, that's this even- person, a... This person's going to face Ronda Rousey. And you're going to tell right? me Raquel Rodriguez is a broken elbow- and a dislocated shoulder or vice Absolutely versa. Absolutely not. No and she way. she's 100% to compete. Sonya just makes other people look good, so they always throw her in the gauntlet matches, but she never wins them. Uh, Tegan Knox, no fucking way that's happening. <laughs> Emma, absolutely not. They don't know what to do with her. They keep trying to throw this interesting dynamic with her and her real-life boyfriend in the back. It's awkward. 
Zia Lee, maybe just to make it interesting. I don't know. I don't have I can high see, faith in this. I don't know. I could see I could see them giving them given to Rick Hill. I don't if know why. If she can be persistent, you know. She's phenomenal and I think she needs a great push, but you can't act like Ronda Rousey and um Shayna Baszler just destroyed this girl and she's going to come back 2 weeks later from a broken elbow right. and all this like issues like And especially since what was it she's last week not the week prior she got re- she got reattacked by them. Yep. And they said she wasn't cleared then. Yeah. So what's a week going to do? Actually, and I think she said she was going to be a part of this gauntlet match and then they attacked her again. No, it was the same that was the same one. Yeah. But that that happened. She right. said, I'm going to be a part of this match. And then she got attacked. And I was right. like, how is she even going to be able to fight that? Right. I don't know. But we'll find out. That's uh, that Here in a couple of days, we'll have... Uh, I don't think we'll be doing much of Raw. No, they're doing a, like a... I don't know. Some type of interview thing where they go back and show some of the classic matches from the year. And, you know, the wrestlers commentate. And just to give them some time with their family for the holidays. And right. I think we'll take advantage and spend that time with our family as well. And oh God, please don't make me. We will just, oh, no, no, no. We're going to Mark's mom's house for Christmas, so we're going to make that real short and sweet and then right. come home. Because Sorry, Mom. We live Thank in God Florida, and it's supposed to be 20 degrees in Florida, and it's supposed to be the coldest Christmas in 30 years. And I'm just over 30, so this is the coldest Christmas in my lifetime. That'll do it for SmackDown and Raw for this week. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We will uh, have another episode posted here on Monday about AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod. Uh, we live tweet every week Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and Rampage. And the uh, occasional pay per view or premium live event. Anything else we be. find interesting. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gunk Dudley. And I'm at A Bacon Party. Uh, Make sure you rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Tell us, tell a friend, tell your family members about us. Yeah, Spread I mean, the word. it's the Christmas weekend. If you if you happen to celebrate Christmas, you know, maybe when everybody's cutting the pie, you're like, hey, guys, uh, you guys listen to coffee and wrestling? You guys <laughs> <laughs> like coffee, like wrestling? I got the Guess greatest. What? Gift, gift your relatives the best thing yeah. you could give them this year and a reference to a really good wrestling podcast. Exactly. Turn off the Bing Crosby. Turn on Jamie and Mark. Nobody's listening to Bing Crosby. He's I 1,000% have Bing Crosby on the ca- Christmas Bing Crosby list. has been canceled for like 30 years. He is the oldest canceled superstar ever. Bing Crosby? Bing Crosby. No. Don't look up why Bing Crosby is canceled. He is a terrible man. I just That'll do it for us tonight. Playlist. That'll do it for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. 